This is the podcast. The best of rockin' mornings with Brian and Daria on the Vault Podcast. Nirvana on Classic Rock 103.5 and 102.9 The Vault. We're streaming around the world at thevaultrocks.com. What's up? Good morning to you. Yeah, really cool interview. Had a chance to conduct with uh, author Michael Azarad. Uh, This guy is a a longtime uh, music writer. Uh, been writing for uh, you know all kinds of different music magazines, Rolling Stone, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, about uh, 20 or so years ago, actually probably yeah, getting close to 30 now, 1993, he wrote Come As You Are, The Story of Nirvana. He was invited to write that book by Courtney Love and with Kurt Cobain's blessing and his promise that you write it, I'm not going to do anything about it, you write warts and all. Mm-hmm. And he did this book, and for the longest time, this has been probably one of the best-reviewed and and best responded to uh, biographies of a band, of right. Kurt Cobain and of, of the guys in Nirvana. Well, all these years later, he has gone back to revisit the book and now has what I guess you could call an updated version, maybe, you know, a shined up version. It's called The Amplified Come As You Are, The Story of Nirvana. Okay. And he's added a lot more to it and some things that even he didn't realize when he wrote the book first time around. Very cool. So I had a chance to catch up with him for just a couple of minutes because uh, he was doing a whole bunch of interviews that day. <laughs> and uh, asked him, is this a reprinting? Is this a revisiting? What would you call The Amplified Come As You Are, The Story of Nirvana? Term would be an annotated edition. So it's the original Come As You Are, which was written while the band still existed and includes interviews with every member of the band, including Kurt Cobain. But then 30 years later, I came back to the book and started interjecting kind of like a director's commentary on a DVD into the original book, kind of illuminating, giving context to stuff, throwing in anecdotes about the writing of the book and connecting some dots that I think are really important to further understanding the book. That book has stayed in print this whole time. People call it a classic. It's been translated into, I think, 14 languages. And I thought it for uh, another look. Take us back to 1993 when, when the book is finally done. You've, you've spent your time with the guys in the band. You obviously had an invitation to write the book with Courtney Love. And Kurt said, you know, you can write whatever you write. I'm not going to change anything for it. When you were finally done with it, did you ever think it was going to have this kind of impact now 30 years later? Yeah, that's that, that's kind of thing that you could never anticipate. All I was trying to do was write as good a book as I possibly can. Kurt, in that original phone call I had with him about it, he said, just tell the truth and that will be better than anything else that's been written about me. And so those were my marching orders and that's that's all I tried to do. And I wasn't thinking much beyond, you know, that, never mind like, you know, 30 years. It's very flattering that the book has remained as popular as it is. And then I got a second chance to rethink it and to comment on it and bring all this wisdom and insight that I've gained, you know, in 30 years about the band and the 90s and journalism, and frankly, myself, to bear on this book. You know, it's kind of a little bit autobiographical, too. Now, the book came out in 1993, and in April of 94, obviously, uh, we, we lost Kurt uh, way too soon, way too young. Do you think he was kind of destined to be that bright shooting star that, that you know, goes off like a rocket, and then, unfortunately, we, we lose? way too early do you think nirvana could have ever been a band that would have long time success 10 20 like you know see you see some of the bands now like a green day red hot chili peppers guys like that they've been around for a while now do you think nirvana would have ever had that opportunity to be the same kind of band i I definitely think so i mean you're talking about not just a a great songwriter you know for the ages as far as i'm concerned but also a great band i mean if you ever saw nirvana live you know chris novoselich was a fantastic bass player he's an ex he was the best musician in the band as far as i'm concerned Dave Grohl.
Grohl, a powerhouse drummer who just lifted the band to you know unimaginable new heights. So they had all the ingredients for longevity. They were a great band with great songs. It's kind of a parlor game to speculate about what they would have done next after In Utero. Michael Stipe said that it would have been a very quiet, contemplative album. Who knows? Maybe that's what it would have been, but we'll never know. But I think, yeah, I think Nirvana, and especially Kurt, uh, had the goods for to make great music for a very long time. Do you think that's why the band still endures today? I mean, I, I see people now who are in their teens. I see young kids who, who wear Nirvana merchandise and who listen to Nirvana music all these years later. Do you think that's why the band endures even today? There's something timeless about Nirvana. And I think they strike, you know, a, a chord today because people want realness and passion and authenticity. There's so much fake stuff in this world, fake news and fake food and fake politicians and AI now and all kinds of stuff like that. People, there's a certain, there's always going to be a certain group of people who want reality, real stuff. And Nirvana has that quality. And I think uh, anyone today can recognize that. And I think that's why they're still popular, still resonating. You mentioned in rereading for the book to do the annotated uh, edition, which eventually became uh, the, the amplified Come As You Are, The Story of Nirvana. You said you began to notice some patterns that you hadn't noticed when you were doing the original book without obviously giving away because we want people to go out and buy the book. What were some of those patterns or some things you started seeing? Well, you know, it's funny, like I started to notice that Kurt always, he had to have someone to blame for his, you know, adversity, especially with his musical career or his life you know so he had antagonists people who singled out that and he would make often make up like a tall tale about so his parents his mom kicked him out of the house so he would make up you know some ridiculous story about her and I point that out in the book or claim that his label Sub Pop never got him press and that's why they had to leave Sub Pop and go to Geffen. But that's not true. They got plenty of press on Sub Pop. One of their previous drummers, Chad Channing, he said that Chad would get tired during shows. But, you know, Chad did not get tired during shows. He studied Taekwondo. You know, he was a very physically fit person. That that was something that I noticed on reading the book the second time. Oh, look at that, that pattern. Another pattern is shame. Kurt talked a lot about shame in, in, in the book and in his lyrics. I didn't connect those dots until later when I read the book. Kurt was very into heavy metal rock music when he was a kid and a teen. And then I noticed reading the book that he just kind of stops mentioning metal because it was, you know, uncool. And, and it reminded him of his roots in Aberdeen, whereas punk rock was more about his more sophisticated self that he grew into. And there's all kinds of things like that, you know, 30 years of perspective can bring you. And so I was just kind of picking these things out of the book. Oh, how interesting. And I don't think anyone else had noticed these things. So that's, I think, one of the strengths of this new edition, the Amplified Come As You Are. It's like finding these new insights that were hiding in plain sight. What are you hoping that people who, who read and enjoyed the first book of this and that now come back 30 years later, read your new, the Amplified Come As You Are story in Nirvana, what are you hoping that they will get new from this that, that maybe they didn't get the first time around? For years, I still get these letters. Come As You Are is the first book I read cover to cover. People have memorized that book. And so I did the Amplified version to to find new things in, in the book and to help explain what happened. What happened to Kurt? Why did Nirvana explode the way they did? What were the cultural currents that, that made this possible? And that's what the book is about, is trying to make sense of what happened, not just for fans, but for people who wanted to understand what happened in the 90s, but also for myself. Writing that book and having that whole experience with Nirvana was life-changing for me, and what happened to Kurt was also life-changing. I tried to figure it out for myself and maybe for others, too. Well, Michael Azarad, again, the book is The Amplified Come As You Are, The Story of Nirvana. Thank you very much for your time. Certainly appreciate it, and uh, look forward to reading this one again, too. So thank you very much. Thank you, Brian.